Hi everyone, this is Tracy Fenton, founder of World Blue, and welcome to the Freedom at Work podcast. I'm here to teach you how to think with a freedom-centered mindset, thrive as a freedom-centered leader, and finally, how to build a freedom-centered culture for your team or workplace. This podcast is about answering one key question. How can you, as a leader, use freedom rather than fear to unleash the full potential of individuals, teams, and organizations in order to achieve breakthrough results and change the world for the better? If you want to explore the answers, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. It's so great to be with you today. Today, we're going to be exploring how Zappos, a World Blue certified freedom-centered organization, is handling the global pandemic and recession. And with me today is my guest, Jamie Naughton, Chief of Staff for Zappos and Zappos CEO, Tony Shea. And she's also the Head of Corporate Communications there at Zappos. Great to have you with us, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Well, I had the pleasure of meeting Jamie way back in 2009. We go way back, don't we? (laughs) Way, way back. Way, way back. So great. I got to go visit Zappos over 10 years ago. This is before Zappos really became such a huge phenomenon. I mean, you guys already were, but this is right before Tony's book came out. We had our Freedom at Work Summit with you all back in 2010 in Las Vegas, which was fabulous. And I've had the opportunity to go and visit Zappos many times throughout the last decade or so. And recently you were talking with my wonderful colleague, Miranda Ash, who's our chief of community, and talking with her about how Zappos has adapted in light of the coronavirus pandemic, in light of the recession, in light of the fact that you all are in Vegas and all the challenges and unemployment and things that are happening there. And Miranda came back to me and said, oh my gosh, you got to hear what they're doing. And I was like, we got to get Jamie on the show to tell our listeners the inspirational, the practical, the just amazing things that Zappos is doing. So to get us started, we're going to touch on four areas with Jamie today. We're going to talk about how Zappos adjusted to the pandemic, what you're doing internally to keep people's spirits up, to help them adjust to morale, engagement, what you're doing externally in your community as a brand. And then let's look in the crystal ball. Where are you guys going in the future in this new world that we're going to be going into? So to get us started, Jamie, tell us a story. You know, you see COVID coming. What happened at Zappos? How did you all move forward? Well, I mean, it feels honestly like a lifetime ago at this point, (laughs) but I don't think I will ever forget the moment that it sort of became a reality for me personally. Obviously, the talk of COVID and how it was impacting countries overseas from where we're based was in the news cycle. So I was very familiar with it, but it still felt very distant from Las Vegas, Nevada, where we're headquartered. And we got called into a meeting, the senior leadership team. And so our CEO, Tony, asked to talk to us. And we were all in the office, but he was calling in because he was out of state at the time. And he said, I want everybody who can work from home to start doing that as quickly as possible. And I want all teams ready to work from home very quickly. I remember thinking, this sounds a bit 
extreme, you know? (laughs) Right. I don't even think we had any cases in Las Vegas. So for him to be really, it almost felt like he was Tony, well, you know him. And I don't know if your listeners know him or have seen him. He's pretty calm. He's not. Yeah. Laid back guy. It sounded like the sky was falling in a very (laughs) Tony, calm, delivered way. And that's what we're going to do. Okay. You want people to work from home. We got it. Okay, you want everyone to be prepared just in case? Got it. And then it just quickly went from there. And I don't remember the exact timeline because it does feel like a lifetime ago and it all happened relatively quickly. But at one point on another call, he said, okay, that's it. Everybody needs to be able to work from home starting Friday. And we have, to give your listeners an idea of how our office is set up. So we have Our headquarters is in downtown Las Vegas. It is a 10-story building. It is all Zappos employees. There's roughly 1,500 people. And about a third of our staff is call center. And we are, as some of you know who have followed us in the news, we're very open work environment. So lots of activity, lots of small spaces. Lots of cubicles. Yeah, everything's open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh We flipped a switch and now everybody has to work from home starting Friday. And he asked if anyone had any questions. And I remember saying, why? And he's like, what do you mean why? And I said, why? This seems crazy. I think we have two cases at this point in Las Vegas. Like, why are we doing this right now? And he was adamant that in order to set ourselves up for success, we needed to be prepared then. And we were weeks ahead of the governor's order for shutdown. Like there were very few companies, if any, that were ordering their employees home. There was no talk of shutting casinos down at that point. So it just felt very odd, but we did it. Within a short period of time, we got 1,500 employees working from home. We managed to get our processes ready because what was a learning experience for us is like, people don't have phones anymore. Like we have cell phones. We don't have home phones. So how do you get 500 people to take calls from their home? And then what are their internet speeds? Some employees don't even have internet. Those were all things we had to work through. So we quickly gave cell phone subsidies to every employee internet subsidies to every employee so that they could either get internet or upgrade their internet so that they could manage to work at the same speed they were in the office. We had furniture delivery set up. So we had a team that was delivering desks and chairs, everything you needed right to your house. And you could just work from home and be ready. And it felt very, it was overwhelming, but it also, everything came together in, in true Zappos spirit. It's like, okay, we're all in this together. We're going to get through this. So everybody just focused on this one mission, this one goal. And we did it. And I feel so thankful that Tony was raising alarms before many, many, many people were because not only were we able to position the company to work effectively through this crisis, it put a sense of urgency in me, at least. I can't speak on behalf of all the other employees to get my home life in order, right? Like make sure I had food and make sure I had everything I needed. I pulled my kids from school or my little kids from preschool before the daycares were even closing. Public schools closed, you know, shortly after. So I didn't have to worry about pulling my oldest out of school, but I was able to really get my family life in order before the panic set in and before the crisis really hit our town. So I'm forever thankful for that. I wish he could have raised alarms for every single human on the planet. Right? Um, So they had that time. How did you guys communicate internally to everyone 
in a way that didn't create a sense of panic and fear. You know, we talk about freedom at work. We don't want fear at work. How were you communicating to just keep everyone informed and calm through this? I mean, I think we used a phrase that now every single company I know of has used as out of an abundance of caution, out of an abundance of caution, (laughs) we're going to be allowing employees to work from home if they choose to. And then out of an abundance of caution, all employees in these departments need to start working from home. And it was progressive, but it was rapid. And every day there were more and more changes. You know, we just did the best we can. I think Zappos, we've always struggled with communicating, whether we're communicating too much or communicating the right stuff at the right time, I think every organization faces this challenge. Overall, I think we did well. I think our employees felt informed. I feel like they felt prepared. Mm -hmm. Now you all are owned by Amazon. Yes, that's our parent company. Yes, that's your parent company. Were you able to get communication? Did Amazon say, handle it however you want? Or were you getting communication from Amazon in advance that kind of helped precipitate these early steps or were you completely independent in that decision? Yeah. So our relationship with our parent hasn't changed since the acquisition happened. And that is that we can take what we want from them, but they pretty much leave us alone. We have quarterly meetings with them where we talk about finances and and different things going on in the company, but they're not really involved in our day-to-day outside of things like our security of our systems and things like that. So we are always very much in the loop of what Amazon is doing, but it's very rare that they push those things onto us. Luckily for us, we, and because our CEO was so ahead of the game, it never got to the point where Amazon had to say, no, you got to get your employees home. I don't know if they would have because we were already doing what they were doing around the same. You were on it. Yeah. Okay, so you got your headquarters in Vegas. You guys also have your retail outlet in Kentucky. Is that right? Yeah, so we have an outlet store in Kentucky and a warehouse in Kentucky. It's a smaller warehouse that handles different sorts of product. Most of our product is shipped from Amazon warehouses throughout the Amazon network. Okay, so we'll come back to Kentucky in a moment, but you basically got these two sites and you went from two sites to 1,500 Mm -hmm. offices, basically. Mm -hmm with all of your employees. So now everyone's at home. Talk with us about what you all have been doing internally. Because as you said, Zappos is known for this wonderful, zany, upbeat, fun culture. Mm -hmm. Now everyone's at home working, trying to juggle kids, spouse, who gets the computer when, who gets the phone when. (laughs) Tell us about some of the things you all have been doing to keep people feeling connected, to keep morale up, to keep people employed. Because I know no layoffs. So tell us all about that. Yeah. So I mean, there's so much involved in that. You know, when we started working from home, the schools were still open. So we were constantly Mm -hmm. watching the governor's press conferences and just getting prepared because we knew it was just a matter of time before the schools closed. And we knew the second the schools closed, we were changing our work environment again. We had just went from in the office to at home. Big change Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. And then we went from at home working from at home working with kids. And I have three. It is a lot to handle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so luckily for Zaponians, everyone's really understanding of that. And so the best we could do is tell our employees to do the best they can, especially the employees on the phone. Obviously, 
most of our positions are not customer facing. About a third of the staff is on customer calls. So we told them just to be honest with those customers. We believe that customers will be forgiving if you explain ahead of time, right? Like, so when you're on the phone with them, like, I apologize, they closed the schools and, you know, I'm here to help you. But if you hear my baby in the background, you know, because I can't imagine anyone in this country that doesn't know, even if you're not a parent, doesn't know some parent trying to work and balance having their kids at home while they're working. Absolutely. Yeah. And our customers are amazing. So it's been great. We also put notices on our website, like, hey, you know, we're working parents just like the majority of our customers. And if there's longer hold times or you hear noise in the background, just please be patient with us. And our customers rose to that occasion. Oh, that's wonderful. I know we talked earlier about your engaged team. Some of the fun things the engaged team has been doing. You know, Tracy, I, I have been at Zappos for 15 years and I feel like every year I'm like, they cannot surprise me anymore. And yet they still do. There is such a commitment to our culture, even when we're remote, that I am just pleasantly surprised and overwhelmed by what I see every day and what I experience every day. Engage is a department within the HR team and they focus just on what their title is, like engagement with employees. They do everything from birthday gifts to anniversary programs. We have this enormous fake money program called Zollers. And they are killing it. Let me tell you, if there is a team that has adapted to change, I would say this team needs an award. They generally do a lot of in-person events type stuff at our campus. And now all of the employees are at home. So they switched gears and they started doing, like we have trivia that happens a couple times a day. We have like Slack scavenger hunts, but they've been putting together all sorts of gift boxes for employees to like surprise and delight. Some examples, uh, Easter, they sent care packages home to employees for our kids. So like I had a care package arrive at my door and it was filled with candy and toys, but age appropriate from, you know this, I have a one-year-old, a four-year-old and a 14-year-old and they nailed it. They got all three of them. Wow. You know, I think they're worried about employees being able to get stuff for the holiday for their kids. And so they came through. They did these Mother's Day kits where you could just ask them to send you one if you knew a mom that you wanted to celebrate. Didn't necessarily have to be your mother or yourself as a mother, but I just got a package from them yesterday. They called it Herb Your Enthusiasm. It was a, oh my gosh, it was so cute. I can't stand it. It was a box. I put it on my Instagram. You'll have to check it out, Tracy. It was a box and in it had like three little pots and some fresh soil and packets of seeds. There was rosemary, basil, and one other. It had a little gnome and a little shovel and little ladybugs to make your own little herb garden so you can grow your own herbs at home. And they do this and there's no cost to it. You just respond to the email and then you get these beautiful little gift boxes at your door. And And they did stuff with proms and graduations too. Oh my gosh. I feel like I saw you post something about that. So as your listeners know, most proms and graduations have been canceled. And so if you had someone in your home, a child that missed their prom, either a junior or senior in high school, you could order a prom kit and they delivered such a cute prom package. I don't have a prom 
kid at home, so I don't know exactly what was in it. But from what I saw, had like corsages, sashes that were like prom king or prom queen. <laughs> Can't give champagne to kids, but we did apple cider, like yeah. champagne bottle things and champagne flutes. And I thought that was cute. And then they did a graduation kit for kindergartners graduating and for seniors graduating. It's just all over the board. Last week I ordered, they partnered with a local restaurant that does pizza and it's like such good pizza. And they deliver these pizza kits to your house where you get to make pizza with your kids on like Friday night. There's a cost for that one, but with the cost, it gives 30 meals to those in need through an organization called Three Squared here in Nevada. So your money is really going directly to the nonprofit to help other families. They're partnering with bakeries to do cookie design kits, just like everything to keep our kids busy and just to try to keep us sane. They're nailing it. That's so cool. And I remember you telling me too that they're doing a lot of things that keep you all feeling connected, even though you're all in your different homes and apartments. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me about bingo, I think. And Oh, so yes. <laughs> bingo is like the silliest thing. There's company-wide bingo, but there's also department-specific bingo that they have taken mercy on me and they allow me <laughs> to play with them. And it's Wednesday from 10 to 2. And every Wednesday I wake up and I'm like, it's bingo day. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> Basically, all it is is they send an email every 30 minutes with five bingo numbers and you just mark your card (laughs) at home and then you email if you get bingo. And I'm telling you, I was like so excited about stupid bingo every Wednesday. Life's pretty boring right now, Tracy. But (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, this is fun things. Engaged in this bingo and there was no prizes. But they just recently added, so I still want to do even those no prizes. They just added prizes. So now you get Zollers. The Zollers can be used for like, you can use that instead of money for like the pizza kits. We do gift cards. We have all sorts of different things you can order through our Zoller store with the Zollers. So. And do you feel that these things are helping people keep Zappos zany and fun culture going, but also keeping people feeling connected? Yeah, I do. I think it's, so funny. I don't know if I told you this story, but when we first, like the first week we started working from home, the call center did a spirit week. And I just thought it was so funny because they sent out the spirit week, like Tuesday is superhero. Dress was your favorite superhero. And I just pictured like all of these employees sitting at a desk inside their home, dressed as like Superman answering phone <laughs> calls by themselves. And I just thought that's hilarious. I love it. Like that you don't even have to participate to get the kind of warm and fuzzies from it when you hear about it. And they managed to turn some of our programs that are generally employee exclusive to these family. Like we do the peep show every year, which is where you take the Easter marshmallow peeps and you make uh-huh. a diorama out of them, like a scene from a movie or whatever you want to. And so this year it was a family peep show. And so they delivered all that stuff to your house and then you and your family could create this diorama with marshmallow peeps <laughs> and submit it to win prizes. So, Oh, how fun. I love it. So that spirit continues the joy, keeping the kids engaged with pizzas and cookies. And tell me about the benefits team, because there's also this whole other piece of this, right? Where people are wondering, well, what about exercise and mental health? And mm-hmm. what are you doing there? Our benefits team, it's headed by a woman named Bhavna and she just impresses me every single day. On every video call I'm on with her, I just can't believe we are so lucky to have her. So no one better come steal her. (laughs) But 
her and her team just heads down right from the beginning to just make sure our employees were able to get through this crisis. I mean, we didn't know what we were going to get. We don't know how many employees are going to get sick. We don't know if we're going to have employees that pass away from this. So just getting everything in order and expanding our benefits to cover other things like tele mental health program, like so that you can speak to counselors or psychiatrists, psychologists over the phone and get that mental health care that you need, rolling out different meditation and other mental health awareness type programs. They quickly got every employee access to this online library of workout and wellness videos from like yoga to you name it. Um, It's on there. We have personal trainers at Zappos. So now you can sign up for virtual like training sessions. Honestly, there's so much. They connected with an expert in infectious disease who hosts Q&A webinars to keep our employees up to date on the changing nature of this illness because it's so new and things change every single day. And so he does Q&As where every employee can ask any question and he answers every single one of them. And then they can get a video to hear his responses to all the employees. So that level of access, I don't think most people have. And so that's been really nice. And how are Zaponians doing? We're recording this at the end of May. Has anyone gotten ill or how are they doing? We do have a few employees that have tested positive. In my role within Zappos, I am not the most up to date on, you know, which employees the, the benefits team is and they keep that pretty close to the best. I know that they will share how many employees have it, but we don't know specifically who. So as far as I know, all of our employees are okay and very few have been directly, I shouldn't say directly affected because their families might have gotten it, but I only know of a few employees. Well, I'm so glad to hear that overall people are doing really well. You were telling me something about the cafeteria system that you guys had also worked out. Yeah, It sounded incredible. Yeah. So we have a cafeteria at Zappos headquarters. It is run by a third party company and it has subsidized food for employees. But obviously when we closed the campus, we didn't need the cafeteria open anymore. And so we had to cancel the contract with that vendor. Well, so our head of our philanthropy was thinking about like, how could we keep people working that, you know, want to work through this vendor and and do something good with the food. And so they brought a few of the vendor employees back in a safe way into our, or as safe as possible, into our cafeteria. And they started preparing food that we would then coordinated with the nonprofit and help deliver to vulnerable individuals in our community, low-income seniors, things of that nature, low-income families. And so we're producing hundreds of meals per week That actually served multiple purposes because, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but we had a goal to keep every employee employed. That isn't always an easy thing to do because, you know, we have a responsibility to the business to be gainfully employed and be doing something that drives the company forward. So there's very few people in the headquarters that don't have a transferable job, but there are some. And so we put them to work by themselves where they would come into our headquarters and then their car would be filled with the food and then they would make these contactless deliveries so that we were using them to deliver the food to these vulnerable communities. That is wonderful. I know I'm so glad to hear the commitment to say we're not going to lay people off because 
you just see that in so many companies. And of course, as we know, unemployment has never been higher than Mm -hmm. even worse than the Great Depression. And you all have had this commitment to not laying people off. And I know that's led you to do some very creative things. (laughs) Tell us more about that, Jamie. (laughs) You guys are coming up with some, Uh, talk about innovation. Yeah, Uh, tell us more. I mean, a reality check, I think for anyone that's listening, like I understand that a business is a business and everybody's sales are being affected unless you're lucky enough to find yourself in some type of essential business or service. And so Zappos is no different. The need for clothing and footwear and handbags has obviously dwindled a bit. And so we made a commitment that we were going to give it 90 days. Our number one goal at the company is to avoid layoffs at all costs. We like sent out the list of goals. Number one, avoid layoffs at all costs, which means every single employee is responsible to that goal. And I don't know what the future holds, Tracy. I don't know how long it's going to take our economy to rebound or things to open back up and people to feel comfortable again to go explore the world and need products to help them with that. But we made the commitment for at least 90 days and we'll go from there. That sounds great. Well, and you were telling me about something you created called New World Pioneers. Tell us about that. With the needs of people being focused more on essential things like food and shelter and all of the stuff we really need, we saw a bit of dip in our sales. And so we didn't have the call volume that we needed to warrant the level of staff that we had in our call center. And so again, that commitment to not laying anybody off and making sure people are doing things to drive the company forward. We created this program called New World Pioneers, and we moved just roughly 100 employees into this, what we call circles, which are department in most companies. We moved them into this circle, and New World Pioneers are responsible for discovering new customer truths, like what pain points are customers experiencing right now that they weren't experiencing before this crisis, And when I say customers, I mean, literally, the world is open to us. That doesn't mean customers of shoes. It means anybody and anything. Like, what are the stresses right now and what holes exist in the world that maybe Zappos could fill? And I think anyone who's been following Zappos story knows this about us. Like, we've always wanted to be more than just shoes. We've talked about maybe one day we'll have an airline or maybe one day we'll do this. Like, wouldn't it be great if Zappos ran the DMV? But Yes, to all of the above. (laughs) (laughs) So this is just a formal process that we started. So New World Pioneers, we have ideas coming in from all over the organization and they're funneled through New World Pioneers and into what we call bounties. And so the employees in this circle, their job is to collect bounties on behalf of the circle. So each bounty pays a certain amount of money and that covers the overhead for the circle so that department breaks even. And when an idea is submitted and it gets formed into a bounty, that pioneer's job is just to research, 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 like do this pages of documentation on this business problem. And then it kind of goes from there into a phase two. And if we think, okay, this has some meat to it, like we think this might be something good for Zappos to look into, it moves on to phase two where it has a higher level bounty associated with it, more research, maybe some testing, depending on what it is. Obviously, that's where we start looking at like patents and copyrights and all of that sort of stuff. And then if it moves into a level three, it is funded as a business. And so it can become its own business under the Zappos umbrella. 
So we have 100 people right now that are completely focused on what is next for Zappos because what we know for sure, and we've always known for sure, is what got us here won't get us there. And innovation, there's been no better time than now. Yeah. We want, again, like just like we wanted to be ahead of the curve on getting our employees working from home to protect the business, we want to get all these ideas and get working on them as quickly as possible so that in the future, who knows what will come out of this. And there are very exciting things already happening that I'm not allowed to talk about, but... (laughs) Yeah, new innovations, new ideas you've already cooked up. Yes, and that could very well change the whole face of our company. And that's exciting. Well, I love how you've created this space and then a whole systems and process around asking the question, let's just think big. Like the Mm -hmm. world is our customer. If we don't just pigeonhole ourselves into being a retail online company, let's say, and go, let's really think outside the box of what's possible. And then to create an entire system that takes your employees who aren't working and say, go explore, go innovate, go think of new ideas, come back. We've got these levels the idea will move through. And if it looks like it's plausible, we're going to find a way to fund it. Talk about entrepreneurship, you know, Mm -hmm. innovating within and using this opportunity to just think in such a big way. And I think that's all a part of being freedom-centered because when we're in fear, our mindset, you know, we get myopic, we have tunnel vision. I know so many leaders who are listening and struggling right now because they can only see just like, what is that next step right in front of them? And Mm -hmm. what you guys are doing is saying, no, wait a second, let's operate in freedom and possibility here. And like, mm-hmm. like you said, we could come out with an entire new division or you know, arm of what Zappos is really about. That is so yeah, exciting. Yeah, and the bounties are not just, you know, the bounties are all posted so every employee can see them. And we understand that every employee has a different skill set and a different levels of talent. So we want to meet them where they are. So there are bounties that are focused just on learning and development, like read this book and write a summary of your findings of what you found interesting about this book and then they can collect bounties that way. And then there's the research bounties that are helping to create new businesses. But anyone can submit an idea. In fact, the vast majority of ideas are not being generated just from the pioneers or being generated from all over the company or people emailing us saying like, oh, I wish this was available. And anyone in the company can take those bounties. So just because you aren't a pioneer, like if you find yourself with extra time on your hands or you see something interesting as a bounty, you can apply for the bounty, complete it, and then that money goes into your home circle. So someone on my team was like, I saw this bounty and I think it sounds so fun and I want to work on it. So I was like, do it. And she's made my department over $3,000 in the last couple weeks. And that's just extra money for us to do with what we need to drive our own department's vision forward. I love it. We talked earlier about your Kentucky retail arm and the outlet and the warehouse, obviously not a lot is happening there. So what are you doing with your employees in Kentucky? That has changed a few times. Obviously, we closed our outlet store because the retail store couldn't be open under Kentucky laws. But even prior to that, like getting those employees into the ability to work from home, and they have a very different skill set than our employees at our headquarters do. So just trying to keep them busy with a lot of those learning and development opportunities, reading books, watching TED Talks, taking online classes from our internal university, things like that. 
And then just removing some of the barriers. I think everybody had to figure out quickly, like even if you were staying open for a short period of time until you were forced to close, or if you're an essential business, like how do you make sure your employees are not coming to work sick because they have to, or because they're afraid of being fired. So doing that would just giving employees the flexibility to do what's best for them. So even when we ask them to come back with this, I'm not sure if our store has reopened quite yet or if it's about to, but the warehouse stayed open, making sure employees knew that they could opt out of working if they wanted to. Like if they weren't comfortable coming to work, that that was okay. They're still going to be employees. Like we weren't paying those employees unless they were doing the learning and development opportunities, but letting them know that their job would still be here waiting when they felt safe enough to come back. I love this point of, hey, we understand you can't work right now, but we'd like you to still keep learning and growing. The fact that your books and TED Talks and all of that and inviting them to grow and learn as a part of earning their paycheck, so to speak, is also wonderful. Now, at Zappos, you all have organized yourself using a method called market-based dynamics, which Mm -hmm. allows companies, hopefully, to flex a little bit easier during times like that. Can you give us just a 30,000 foot view on what market-based dynamics is and how it's maybe helped you all during this time? So in our world or how we run our company, and some of you, again, who have followed us know about our Holacracy transition. And there are rumors that Holacracy doesn't exist anymore as Apple's, and that's absolutely not true. Like Holacracy is still how we run our governance and do our policies and our domains and things like that. It's just a lot less noisy now that everybody knows how it works and how to maneuver through the system. So market-based dynamics is just kind of like the beefed up version of that or kind of works in conjunction with that. And it basically, it turns what we call circles and what most companies call departments into businesses. So my department as I have two, which is corporate communications and then the chief of staff area, which has a team that does a bunch of different types of work. So those two areas are run like a business. And instead of relying on this kind of top-down approach to our funding, where every year you go and you say, I need this much money. And then your boss says, you can't have that much money or you can, like you have to get them to buy into your vision. Like we've gotten rid of all of that and we do customer generated budgeting. So you figure out who your customer is and then you charge them for your services. So for corporate communications, our customers are all over the place. Like we have customers in merchandising because we run different verticals and help with PR different verticals. We have customers of our brand vision, which is kind of the corporate body of our brand. And in chief of staff, there's a team of executive assistants in the chief of staff team. And I can sell their services internally. So in a normal organization, you can only have an executive assistant if you are important enough to have one or you're deemed important enough or busy enough. And as Zabos, like anyone can have an executive assistant if they have the budget for it, if they have a customer that's willing to pay for that. And so I was able to turn the chief of staff into a profitable business through providing that executive administrative resources that's just one arm of the chief of staff services to a number of individuals. And so that's kind of high level. It is a beast of a thing to try to explain, but basically Tony's vision is to trying to remove bureaucracy where he could and give employees autonomy 
and also doesn't want a single point of failure. He doesn't want an idea to die simply because the boss of that person who has the idea says no. Like he wants every employee to be able to drive ideas forward and not have that, what he calls a single point of failure. Absolutely. It's a very democratic model. It's power to the people. It's decentralizing power so that you don't have that single point of failure and you can have multiple points of success, right? And that's what's happening. And the beauty of this, and I don't want to talk too much about it just because it is such a big thing. We should do a whole nother show on it. But the beauty Uh is as I'm basically the CEO of my department and I can use my profit any way I see fit to drive the business forward. So I no longer have to beg someone for a headcount. I just have to prove that I have customers willing to pay for that headcount, you know? And so if I'm bringing in the money, then just like a business, you as a business owner, if you're bringing in enough money, then you have enough resources to hire more people. And that's the same thing inside Zappos, but at each department level. And how do you feel like this model has allowed you all to adapt in light of the pandemic? Well, I think, you know, we've been doing, obviously we do a lot of change and one of our core values is to embrace and drive change. So this is just one iteration of that. And I think our employees, we've slowly moved them into this entrepreneurial mindset and being able to kind of see big picture and outside of just the tunnel vision we get into sometimes with just our department. I love it. Thriving internally, so inspiring to hear what y'all are doing. Let's shift to external focus. How does a brand like Zappos that's so well-known globally, really, how do you navigate this kind of a situation with the pandemic and possible Um, recession or in recession? But yeah, how do you navigate this? I, I, yeah, I'm stuttering because it was a lot. And if anybody had training in how to run a brand safely through a pandemic. I was not that person. I didn't have that level of training. <laughs> you so, didn't have that on your resume yet. Yep. <laughs> Most of us haven't. <laughs> no, I do though. So I'm yep. upset. <laughs> For us, this crisis, I think, luckily our brand has always been about people and humanity at its core. So it's like, okay, what's best for our customers? What's best for our employees? And just let that lead the way. But we watched many, many brands kind of step on their toes by doing or saying the wrong thing. A lot of the rules changed very quickly. And if you weren't actively engaged with your customer base to see that, like things like some of the things we saw is like a purchase for a donation, buy this and we'll donate this. And like consumers were like, no, just donate. Like we need these supplies. Like don't hold us Mm -hmm. hostage to these like PPE or whatever it was. And how do you do marketing for stuff when everybody is in crisis? We decided that we wouldn't. We were not going to do traditional marketing in the beginning. Like We're not going to push product when people are afraid and people are just trying to get their lives in order. So we stopped most forms of our normal everyday marketing. And then we shift focus on what can we do to really, I don't know, like what feels right for our brand. And so we created some pretty interesting programs, I think. And one of my favorite ones is customer service for anything. So again, back to having more employees than we needed and in our call volume being down, we decided, okay, well, what if we... And Tracy, I think you know this, like you could have always called Zappos for anything. We have many stories about people yeah, like trying yeah. to order pizza from us and things like yep, that. And yep. we, 
are good at that. We are resourceful. We know the internet. We know how to find information. So we're like, let's just find information for people. And so we opened up our call lines, like literally advertised it as just call us. You want to know which supermarket in your town has milk today or toilet paper or paper towels? You want to know what the unemployment resources are in your city? Do you want to know how to download an app on your phone? What do you need? Like we're here. I can't think of anything more than that. Yeah. And one of my favorite stories, you know, we had people calling like heartbreaking stuff and heartwarming stuff and people are still calling today. So it's still active and I highly encourage people to use it. But we had this doctor call us and he said, I need help finding, are they called oximeters? They're the things they put on your finger that measure your oxygen levels when you go to the doctor's office. So obviously COVID is a respiratory illness and it's affecting people's ability to keep their oxygen levels up. And so he needed help finding it. And this team was able to do that. They were able to connect him with hundreds of these tools so that he could better take care of his patients. And that's like a job well done for the day, I think. Oh, yeah. You can feel good about your contribution yeah. to humanity with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we nailed it on that one. I think you did. I think you did. People have been taking advantage of that that service yeah. and calling Zappos, customer service for anything. Any of our listeners are welcome to call and try it out themselves. And isn't that wonderful yeah. how you've been able to serve in that way? I also heard you're doing something about capes that involves capes. Tell us about that. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think you're familiar with the saying, not all heroes wear capes. And this crisis, I think, redefined who heroes were in our community and that there are the heroes we already knew about. And then there's the grocery store workers and the stockers and the warehouse employees that are getting our packages out to us so that we can stay home. Those are now all heroes too. And so we launched uh, nominate like a no cape required. Just nominate your favorite essential worker, and then we'll. I think it's randomly selected. We send them some feel good product and stuff to keep them happy. And then another thing we did is we partnered with Crocs to get. I think they were doing something like ten thousand pairs of Crocs to healthcare workers, and so we helped them with all their shipping logistics and getting those to hospital workers all over the country. So that was exciting. It's just outstanding and inspiring what you're doing internally and externally. Now let's look in the crystal ball, right? Mm -hmm. What is going to be the future for Zappos and how you're working? Do you have ideas about that? Everyone's trying to figure out what the new normal will be. So what's it looking like at Zappos at this point? You know, I can't say for sure, but I can say some things for sure, but my crystal ball is a little bit broken on some areas. (laughs) Partially foggy. <laughs> a little bit foggy because yeah. I've never seen something like this before. But it's been interesting having 100% of our workforce working from home and how that has changed things and the level of trust you have to have in your team when, you're, when they're working from home. But we are in no rush to force employees back into our campus. We want to do what's right for our employees and what's right for our community, which is a big reason we shut down so early. Tony was very much pushing the flatten the curve. And if he could control and help 1,500 people stay home, then he felt like that could impact the community and flattening the curve. And so we want to continue to do that. We did a survey recently where we asked our employees how they were feeling about things. Like, do they want to come back to the office? Do they want to wait until school's back in session to make a decision? 
are they thinking they want to work from home forever? Do they want a hybrid approach where maybe they work from home sometimes, but in the office other times? And so we sent that survey out and I don't think the results were necessarily surprising, but we just announced this week to our employee base that we would not be considering opening our campus up again until October. So everybody's going to be work from home throughout the summer, mm-hmm. which means we'll be nice and cool in the 110 degree desert. But, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, so that's what we're doing. We're just kind of sensing and responding. Things change by the minute and we're just trying to be present and aware and available to our employees. And we've started the furniture delivery back up again because a lot of employees didn't opt in to like having a desk delivered because they were like, this is just going to be a couple weeks. And then now we're going into months and then we're going to go into like half a year. We entered into shelter in the winter and now it's summer. They're like, hey, uh, yeah, maybe I do need my second screen. So now we're setting that up to get that stuff to employees and make sure they're comfortable until October. I think that's wonderful that you've got the furniture delivered to help everyone feel comfortable. And so the survey said that people want to keep working from home at least until October. That was yeah, kind I mean, of the majority. Know. We didn't give them a specific date. We mm-hmm. just wanted to like, you know, are you feeling comfortable? As you know, everybody is across the board. Some people are right. like fearless on this. Some people are taking all the precautions. Some are taking no precautions. And so our employee base is no different. And some people are really comfortable and other people have special conditions that they're not comfortable and their anxiety was increasing when we were getting closer to an evaluation date because originally we were like first week of June. And then we started getting emails like, I'm pregnant and I'm not ready, or I have an autoimmune disorder, I'm not ready. Like we just wanted to kind of take it off their plate. This isn't something you need to worry about. No one's coming back to October. So just focus on yourself and what you need working from home. I love it. And that's really freedom, not fear. You know, let's take that fear off the plate. Let's go to October. Let's see what happens then. We can reevaluate and I think so many companies, it's a case by case basis. And, you know, we work with companies all over the world. And it's fascinating to hear what our clients in New Zealand are doing versus Mexico Mm -hmm. versus the US. So I think for a lot of businesses, it has to be on a case by case basis. And I think that base of businesses, I think the, the takeaway from this situation is that nothing will ever be the same. We might get to some new normal, but the face of work, has changed forever. And I don't know what that looks like, but even our office spaces can't go back to the way they were. We have a whole team working on a redesign of our campus so that if we do come back, we can come back safely. And it's a lot, Tracy, it's a lot. Um, It's a lot to think about. It sure is. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you're right. The future of work, I think, is going to have to be freedom at work even more. Mm -hmm. And what will that look like and what shape will that take? And how can we make sure we're coming from a place of freedom with accountability and not being afraid? You know, we can't live in fear. We can't lead in fear. We can't work in fear. And how do we do that? And so, Jamie, you've just so beautifully given us so many examples, so many inspirational stories of what Zappos is doing. And it has just been so much fun. It's so uplifting to hear all of this. So thank you for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to tell some of the stories that we've been, you know, sharing internally for a few months now. Oh, we loved it. So thanks so much, my friend, for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Stay safe, Tracy. Thanks everyone for tuning in to today's show on Freedom at Work. 
If you like what you heard and you're interested in finding out if you're a fit to work with World Blue, here's what I invite you to do next. Head on over to worldblue.com slash call. That's world and then blue without an E, B-L-U, and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and explore how to help you develop a freedom-centered mindset, thrive as a freedom-centered leader, or build a freedom-centered workplace culture. Remember, living, leading, and working in freedom rather than fear in order to unleash your full potential does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We have over 20 years of experience working all over the world with top leaders and brands from small businesses to Fortune 500 companies, helping them achieve results with our proven methods and courses. To see if we can help you do the same, head on over to worldblue.com call and book a call with our team now. I'm Tracy Fenton, and I can't wait to connect with you soon.